this is Michael O'Neill from the Solopreneur Hour podcast. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with The Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we've got the founder of Launch Lab and Growth Lab, the host of the Solopreneur Hour podcast that has over 10 million downloads, Michael O'Neill. We get into why you should embrace the suck. Michael explains why podcasters and those putting out content have a real responsibility to anybody that's listening and taking in their content. And he leaves us with two helpful tips. One of them will only take you 15 minutes a day to make a real change. Check it out. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have the host of the Solopreneur Hour podcast that's got over 10 million downloads and over 800 episodes to date. The founder of Launch Lab and Growth Lab, Michael O'Neill. Michael, welcome to the show. What's happening? How are you? Thanks for having me. I am wonderful. I appreciate you taking the time today. And hey, when you realize all the unbelievable nuggets of wisdom that Michael is giving out there today for you, you need to go over to solohour.com, S-O-L-O-H-O-U-R.com. If you want to schedule a call with him, if you want to just connect with him and see all the free information. I mean, it sits there and says free stuff, I think, somewhere on your website. And you give a lot of that away. So free stuff is good. Yeah. And thank you for that. Yeah, it's uh, when you say thanks for making the time, I feel like that's all I have right now is, is time. I'm full of time uh, <laughs> since I'm not leaving my house too much these days. But yes, I've got a bunch of great folks that, that we get to train and, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk all about that in this little app. But again, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And the way that we met was because of a connection that I made and what we talk about in the solo shows is like, listen, you don't know who you're gonna meet and that's gonna connect you to someone. And I got to see Michael... MC an event last year with a mentor and coach of mine. And lo and behold, I'm on a conversation with someone else that I had met, Chris, and you were one of Chris's coaches and mentors. And he said, hey, do you want to make the connection? I'm like, absolutely. And that's how easy it is. When you go to an event, go with a plan, you know, know who you want to connect with and actually do something. So, all right, let's dive into what we're here for. In my opinion, our ability to learn in the last 10, 15 years has, has changed. When you and I were younger, teachers, textbooks, family, friends, our coworkers around us, but it's really a sliver of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? I think I was always inherently, I'm sure I was much lazier back in the day than I am now. Uh, there was some point where I realized that you, you don't get to do anything if you don't put some sort of effort into learning yourself. I think the, the flip side of that and the downside is that oftentimes we take course after course after course, or we go to event after event after event, and we, we think that's what we need to be doing. And there's, there is a, a, an ROI point where you go, well, you got to launch the thing that you're working on. I'm, I have a, a much more visceral experience with it now because 
I'm working on a car and I'm doing a lot of stuff on this vintage car that I've never done before. So it's all first time stuff. So I, I did the math like a week or two ago. I'm putting, and I'm doing a YouTube uh, episode of all these, but I'm putting 25 hours per episode into this YouTube channel. And like 12 of the hours is, is study, is learning. It's going to YouTube. It's going to forums and message boards. It's, you know, reading whatever I need to read so that when I'm on camera and I'm, and I'm having to do whatever this procedure is, that like I have some idea what I'm doing. Because oftentimes it's the first time I'm even trying it. It's not like I practice and then record. I just like bring the, you know, the, the viewer along for the ride. So I do think that there's a, a constant need to, to learn and to, to expand. And I attribute a lot of that to being a musician and, you know, embracing the suck, if you will. I was just talking about this yesterday where like we can be, uh, I'm a drummer. So I'll watch some cool drum lick on YouTube and go, I'll, I'll go try it. And I go sit down and it's a train wreck. I can't do any of it. And I'm a very good drummer. And I'm, I'm not trying to like, you know, uh, toot my own horn, but I've been playing for a really long time. So I can play most stuff, but it's hilarious how you sit down and just the motors aren't, it's just four different things and they're not doing what they're supposed to do. But 15 minutes later, it's humming. And it fascinates me every single time that you sit down and, and start playing something. And, and it's so much more visceral than I think what we have to do as entrepreneurs. We don't get the feedback as quickly, right? I think that is the second quickest feedback, the first being stand-up comedy, if it's good or not. But like, as I'm learning something on the drums, it takes me a while to like get it down enough where I go, okay, I have this now. But to embrace the suck of the moment and just understand that I'm not going to be very good at this at the beginning, it's going to take me a while, is I think maybe the most important lesson to learn as a, a burgeoning entrepreneur. And I love what you just said right there is embrace the suck. I hadn't thought about it that way, but that reminds me of the grunt work. People sit there and they don't want to do the grunt work. They don't want to do all the work. And, and you just told anyone that's listening out there right now, for one episode, you're putting in 25 hours of work for one single episode. And to learn, yeah. you know, a drum lick, if I got that correctly, I played drums, car stuff. But, but then, but when, oh no, no, I was, I was shifting gears. No, no, uh, car stuff, car stuff. No pun intended. Yeah. And saying then when it comes to your passion, because you do play in bands, to learn how that drum beat goes, that drum lick goes, whatever it is, you're still spending, you know, all this time just to get it right. And it's, you're not discouraged. You're not like, well, I couldn't get it the first five times, so I give up. And I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs, yeah. No, it's accepted. It's part of it. It's, it's, a, it's 50% of it is accepting that. And I think that when we start some things, as I, you know, for full context, that YouTube channel, I've really like, I started it last October. This is uh, December of 2020. So it's like, I don't know, a year and a couple months old is when I really started paying attention to it. But really, it wasn't, didn't even start doing anything until March. And it's still a grind. Like, I was working with a guy the other day who came over to help me with something. And I go, well, it's not like I make any money with this. He goes, oh, I don't believe that. And I go, dude. And I showed him my year income from, you know, all these little Google AdWords. It was like $734 or something over a year. And I've spent at least 30 on this channel and the build and all the stuff I'm doing. So I think just understanding that when you launch a thing or do a thing or are trying to learn a thing or change your career or whatever, it's going to take a while and it's not going to go like you think it is. Yeah. And it's mostly not going to work the way you plan it, you know? 
like a friend of mine was like, well, what do I do if this doesn't go the way I plan? I'm like, oh, no, no, that's 99% of what's going to happen is it's not going to go the way you think it is. The, the beauty here is to be able to, to understand that, understand that you're going to suck at this. You're going to suck at your new podcast or YouTube channel or a blogger or your social media account or whatever for a while. And that's okay because everybody does. And that's, so you got to go, all right, I'm going to embrace this and I'm going to just keep working on it and plug it away. Yeah. And we're, we're going to get into why, you know, embracing the suck is okay. But if you surround yourself with the right people, we'll get into here shortly, it can help expedite that process. And maybe now it's 98%, you know, moving forward. So we have more ways of taking in information than ever before. And to me, it can, it can get confusing. Some people look for a mentor, accountability buddies, masterminds, online courses, uh, YouTube University. Who are you currently learning from and how did you actually connect with them? Uh, well, definitely YouTube. YouTube has been my, my teacher very much so. It's because of the environment we're in now. It's definitely harder to do anything in person, which is what would be required for like some of the car stuff I'm doing. Like if I have some kind of master craftsman that, that could come and help me, that would be great. But right now I'm 90% of my media consumption is YouTube. And I use it for, you know, what, what's trending on YouTube right now is watching somebody mow their lawn, you know, like for, for whatever reason, or watching somebody like pave a driveway. And you're like, I know I'm never going to pave a driveway, but here's the, here, this video has like 1.2 million views. You know, you, people like to watch people do things right now. It's, it's just a thing on YouTube. Unwrap presence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, precisely. Or go shopping for presents or whatever. So for me personally, my, most of my media consumption is on YouTube with very, very specific searches. And I, I mean, I'm up for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And sometimes it's three in the morning and I'm still like, oh, I should be doing it like this. So yeah. YouTube you. Awesome. Love it. YouTube you. A lot of people, I, I get that answer pretty frequently. So a lot of people, they get stuck and they don't know how to execute what's in their head as we're still going through a pandemic, which we've kind of touched on here a little bit, I feel that it's causing a reset in how we can accomplish things. How have masterminds or coaching helped you reset when you want to look to move the needle and move forward? Well, for validation reasons, I think, you start having a conversation with somebody that, that has done this and been there before, and you don't feel so isolated, and you don't feel like you're the, you're the crazy one. I think that's the, the real key to moving forward is, is having that external person one of the other things I've started doing during the pandemic is play pickleball, which is like mini tennis. If you've ever heard of pickleball, it's very interesting. Very popular in Florida. My uh, mom and dad do that. Everybody's mom and dad does it right now, but it's a yeah. really fun game. Well, I, of course, when I, I, I've been a lifetime tennis player and a 10 or 12 year, very competitive uh, indoor racquetball player. So when, when I found this, I wanted to get good quickly. I didn't want to mess around. The first thing I did is found a coach, you know? And, and that's, that's true story. And he was for me, the right kind of coach. Like I need a drill sergeant kind of coach. And that's maybe, uh, one of the real, I don't know if it's the technique, but you, you got to find a coach that, that you relate to in the, the, the way you like to learn. So like I used to teach women's mountain bike clinics and they learn very different than men do. Like a guy, you can go spittle harder, you puss, you know? But a woman, you can't do that. You can't, you can't, you can't work that way. So unless, weirdly, unless they are at the highest level of the sport, because nobody at the highest level wants to be coddled. They want to get better. So they're not worried about and taking anything personally. 
And that's maybe one of the greatest lessons is when you are working with someone in any capacity, whether it's like a group mastermind or private coaching or, you know, online or whatever, don't take it personally. These, I, nobody has any agenda that they don't like, if you're paying somebody, they, their job is to make you better at the thing you've hired them for. Their job is not to make you feel better about yourself unless that's what you've hired them for. So when I do my coaching, I tell my potential clients that I'm, I'm a lettuce in your teeth kind of coach. I will tell you if you have lettuce in your teeth. Uh, if that is not how you, if you need me to check in with you and say, hey, um, do you mind if I just check in with you on that last thing you did? Um, I think you should blah, blah, blah. That's not how I am at all. And nor would I want anybody be, to be like that personally. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, if you want to be coddled and loved, maybe this isn't the room for you. And that's why finding the right one. Go is, to Tinder. Yeah, go to Tinder, Grinder, Tinder. I don't know what else is out there. So don't spit out your drink. Yeah, don't make yeah. me spit out my white claw. There you go. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> masterminds have been around for a long time. Probably the first one was the Apostles. And then from there, Benjamin Franklin creates the Junto Club or the Leather Apron Club. And then this guy, Napoleon Hill, I'm sure you've heard of him, you know, really defines it in his book. With this large boom of self-education, where do you see the parallels going between self-education and standard education going forward? Well, one of the disconnects I think people have, you know, the, the civilians, the muggles, is that they don't, they would have, most people would have no idea spending $750 for a local community college class, but they totally have a problem sometimes wondering why something is so expensive that's like super specific to what they're doing. So there's a weird little disconnect there that I don't think we're over yet. I think that I would have answered this question so differently pre-pandemic than I do now. I think people are much more understanding of remote learning and, uh, and that kind of world now than they were a year ago. So combine that with the fact that, you know, masterminds are trending and they have been for like two or three years. Everyone should, you know, start a podcast, then start a mastermind in two months. I think that we get, I think online marketers and entrepreneurs will get better at creating curriculum that has built in accountability. And I think maybe that's the, the, the hardest part of doing a mastermind of some sort is having actual tested accountability because they have that in high school and college. They have ways that a, a, a student can be tested on what they've learned and what their progress is. I think far too few masterminds have any sort of metric to track progress other than like bottom line money. And that's not always the, that's not always the biggest growth factor. I think when, when someone starts working with a coach. So with some of my private coaching clients, we can be very tactical one week. And then the next week I'm talking them off the ledge from a personal development standpoint. And so it just, it just matters where they are in, in the journey. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important what you just said right there is we'll, spend $750 to take a class on the history of sports and, and get our three credit hours. I think that's what it was back in the school days versus spending $1,000. And I'm just using random numbers here to invest in the most important investment, not your house, not the stock market, your 401k, but yourself, because you can control the return on investment in yourself. And the person such as yourself, if they come to you and they say, Hey, I want to launch a podcast you're going to give them the tools and the steps if they implement that to actually launch a successful podcast. And they're specifically coming to make a change, not learn about the history of sports. Yeah. And I think also it's very targeted. You know, I think 
we've got a real opportunity. And again, we're seeing this now. Like I could go to my local guitar center and get a, a drum instructor who's probably fine and, and is probably a, a very competent player. Or I can go to YouTube and I can hire Dave Weckl, who's one of the best drummers in the world, and get lessons from him. So it's like, you know, <laughs> there's so much more opportunity now, now that a lot of people are getting used to working remotely, there's a lot of opportunity to learn whatever craft you want from some of the best people in the world at that craft. And that's reality. Yeah. And don't take because you didn't start today or tomorrow, like I can't ever catch up. It's not, not about catching up. It's about actually taking that first step, reaching out to that person and saying, hey, I want help. I need help. And they can take you in that direction. Don't look at someone else's success and say, why am I not there? So... Well, I started playing drums from a dude. I was I saw a band called Three Swell Joes in at near the University of Delaware and in like 1990 or something. And I went up to the drummer and I go, "Do you teach any lessons?" And he goes, "Yeah." And it turned out that he was the percussion instructor at the University of Delaware. But he did something in that little first lesson that just changed my whole universe and and I I I've never looked back. Like that was the reason why I really started playing drums was that guy. And without asking if he did it, I would never, you know, I maybe would never have seriously started playing. Yeah. So you got to ask. Got to ask. The super important lesson that we can all take in, no matter what age we are, is just ask. What's the worst they're going to say? No. Well, everybody wants to make more money, you know? Like, it's, I would say it's yeah. pretty rare for somebody that's, unless someone is just like super famous or at the top of their game, that they don't have some methodology you know, even really famous musicians, a lot of them in their hometown, they teach regular lessons because guess what? The music business is really hard. It's really hard to be like a multimillionaire as a musician. So they're all looking to make a little bit of cash. Again, I don't want to keep this music centric, but if you've got a, a, a specific skill that you're trying to do a mastermind or something like that, that's maybe not just general entrepreneurship, but even that you reach out to some of these coaches or people that are like successful entrepreneurs and you buy them a cup of coffee or something. Don't, don't ever say, can I pick your brain? Because people pay them a lot of money for that. Um, but if you, you know, it's worth asking, Hey, do you do any sort of coaching? And it, it'd be nice. The, the, the downside to all that is the higher up the food chain you go, the less access you have to a lot of these people. Some of them have automated a lot of the stuff that they like to teach, but I don't know. To me, I feel like you should have one-on-one -on -one interaction with them if you're going to pay good money to, to be with them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Kind of going in that coaching realm, typically when people invest in their future, they have a better than vague idea of what the outcome is going to be. They have an expectation that if they listen to what you're doing, X, Y, and Z could happen. What should people expect when they enter Michael's reality? I have a very broad knowledge of marketing, branding. That was my job for, for 15 years. I was a branding, I was a creative director and a branding guy. So that's what I did for an actual living. So I'm very good at putting people on the map. Like if they want to launch a thing, I'm very good at, at helping them identify their essence and then putting them on the map uh, to the right people and identifying who those people are which platforms they should be on and how to execute on that platform. That is really my ballywick. Can I get super specific about things? No, but sometimes it depends on, on what, but I feel like I've specialized in being a generalist and that has been, that has suited me very well 
not only personally, but from a coaching standpoint, I think that the, the hardest thing, like I have a good buddy of mine who was a professional snowboarder and he like won X games medals and he's amazing. He's an awful snowboarding coach. He's terrible at it. I am nowhere near as good as he is on a snowboard. I am a hundred times better than him at coaching how to snowboard. So I think it really matters that someone can articulate the, the next step and that they're able to recognize not only the, the um, potential pitfalls, but keep enough blinders on you. And I'm making like horse blinder hands, keeping enough blinders on the, the client so that the client doesn't get overwhelmed. Because I think that's the part that gets really complicated. I do a lot of like podcast launches for people. And if I listed out all the stuff that someone has to do to launch a podcast, and you know this, dude, it's crazy. By the time you think about like the gear and the editing and the, you know, you need a website and there's hosting and RSS feeds, and then you actually have to be a decent broadcaster and learn that side. It's like five different completely disparate skill sets that you have to put together into this one thing. And everyone's just like, oh yeah, I'm going to launch my show next month. I'm like, in what universe do you think you're going to launch the show next month? It's a lot of work, but to give a new podcast launch client all of that info, they wouldn't ever make a show. So we start with, well, who are you going to, what do you want to talk about? You know, let's keep some blinders on. And then I progress them through like eight weeks of all the stuff you have to do. This is probably relatively uh, fresh for you, right? Absolutely. Like you, could you believe how much stuff was involved in this? No, I I, I, I could because I've, I've dealt with video editing and I understand the things behind it. But when I saw what the list was and I knew it was going to be large, I just sat there and knew I was going to pay more to have someone else do it, but it was going to expedite the process. It was going to put me to the front of the line and I was going to have less anxiety and less to worry about. So why not pay to have the professionals set all the stuff up, get you to the best possible outcome and then go launch it? Yeah, it's going to cost you money, but it's a lot better than enabling the suck through that process. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is if when it's something like this, like performance, because this is a performance related and B media related. So you have, there's a responsibility as a broadcaster that you have to understand that I, I also think you and I talked a bit about kind of the, you know, podcasting as a career. I don't think that enough podcasters understand that there's a responsibility that comes with it. You know, I just got an email today from a guy. I do a, like a hobby show called beginner audio file, which is all about high end audio stuff. And this guy writes me and you know, and I, people do this all the time. I get multiple per week of this. This guy dropped, I don't know, four grand on, on audio gear because of stuff we talked about on the podcast. That's real money, man. That is, that is legit. That's as much as a lot of people make in a month or two, you know? And so if I'm, if I treat this thing really casually and I, I don't take responsibility for the words that I say on this show, I am really being irresponsible to the people that are tuning in because they're making sometimes financial decisions. And for a lot of people that do like entrepreneurial shows and self-help, they're making life decisions. Some people are breaking up with their boyfriends because they listen to a podcast today, like legit. Yeah. So so you have to understand that that uh, there's a responsibility, whether you're podcasting or doing a YouTube channel or doing a, a mastermind or something like that. Like people are paying me. They're paying me real money to which I think is legit money. I mean, all money is legit. But, you know, I make my pricing enough that it hurts if you don't do the, the what I'm suggesting. Yeah, uh, that's one of my big takeaways. Uh, I, I never thought about it. I always accepted and just thought that that was a given. But how many people out there are making life decisions, financial decisions, personal, intimate decisions based off of what's being said 
on your audio podcast or your, your, your YouTube channel where you're highlighting what you're doing with, with the Porsche or, I mean, dare I say even like what they're listening to us talk about here today and who you should be working with, who you should connect with to put yourself to the front of the line. So that responsibility shouldn't go unnoticed. And, um, you know, though I already inherently knew that, it makes it come a little more real when it's coming from someone like you. I think when you coach it, when, you, when you're helping somebody launch a show, it, it, to me, it's one of the most important pieces that almost nobody talks about. It's like, you really don't hear it much. And people, I guess, don't understand. I mean, it used to be that you would have to go to school for four years to earn a microphone to go talk to somebody, that you had to have a broadcasting degree. That was how that worked. And now you can buy a $69 mic on Amazon and you got a podcast, you know? It's a little crazy. One of the first videos I did for my YouTube channel, if you guys want to see that, if you're like a car person, it's Wrench, R-E-N-N-C-H, Wrench.com slash YouTube. But um, this, this pretty new company sent me a $5,000 vintage air conditioning or air con electric air conditioning setup for my vintage car. I got a 69 911 and it fits perfectly in the car and it's really cool. Well, this guy's like a one-man operation in England. I only had at the time like 1,300 subscribers, and but I had a good track record. I had a podcast that was very popular. I know a lot about marketing and design and things like that. So he said, all right, well, I'll send you one over. So he does, and I do a five or six part video series on installing this thing. Well, that dude has sold 22 of them from my videos at $5,000 each. That's like real, real money. That's like 120 grand or 110 grand of sales for a $2,500 investment on his part. So I've had a couple of people that have reached out to me that said, hey, you know, I bought this thing and, you know, this isn't working or this isn't working or can you help me with this? That's a responsibility. Like I took that on. So I wow. think we just all have to understand that when we're putting content out into the world, however you're doing it, there's a responsibility that goes along with yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of the people that, that work with you, I feel, feel that they have a way of surprising you, whether it's their drive, their willingness to learn. Has anyone or has anyone that has gone through your coaching, your mastermind, have they surprised you because of them sitting there saying that I'm going to take that investment, I'm going to invest myself and I'm going to work with Michael O'Neill? Give us a success story of one of your, one of your clients. Well, our, uh, our mutual friend, the guy that uh, introduced us, Chris Lukey, is a like, if they could all be him from a, a coaching standpoint, he came to me from, I don't know if he was, a, I can't remember how, how, how we originally connected, but he was so prepared every week. He was like, I want to do this thing. I don't know how to do it. You know how to do this. He had questions every week. We would do our calls. He would execute on everything we talked about. He always had notes. He had, so he had a clear vision. He would do the things we talked about. He wasn't an ask hole, as we like to say in the biz. And we made incredible progress. Like he really did. It was like the perfect client because he did everything that I asked. He pushed back when he needed to. He understood that, man, I'm, I'm trying to work on this thing. But he was always, he pushed me as a coach. Uh, a number of times that said something like, you know, oh, well, you know, if you were in this situation, what would you do? The kind of thing. And I'm like, it was so far out of my, my realm because it would be like in his, you know, manufacturing world. So it really challenged me to, to translate the, the information I had and bring it and port it over to how he could actually use it. Um, so in that case, it was really challenging, but I think it was great. I think to, to, there are a lot of people and you can tell right away. Often, if you've done this enough, 
just by your your sort of exploratory call or however you connect with someone originally, you can tell if they're going to be coachable or not. You know, I'm working with someone right now that's like on a podcast that isn't very coachable and the podcast will suffer because of it. They're making decisions that I'm like, I'm going, man, that's, that's not, you know, that brand isn't strong. Yeah, that, trust me, this one is better. And they went, yeah, but I want to do this. It's like, all right. There's only so much you can do at some point, you know, where you go, all right, well, enjoy the, enjoy the show. We'll see you in seven months. But, um, but uh, yeah, you want to be coachable, I think is, is the, the bottom line of that. And not everybody is. Yeah. If you, if you feel that you're the authority on it and then you're going and asking some for, for help and then you sit there and say, no, I'm going to go over here. You're wasting your time, their time, and really both people's money and, you know, just intellectual property. Like, don't do it. Yeah. Why? Why bother? Why, why, why are we doing this together? Yeah. Um, we're getting closer to the end here. Just a few more questions. Jeez, we are. I feel like we just started. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> there, there's a few that I want to ask you just from meeting you last year and listening to you MC that we'll get to at the end. But, uh, you know, I was, when I work with my coach, we talk about success and what does it take to be successful? And then on the solo shows, we talk about success and I feel it's mentorship, experimentation, partnerships, willingness to succeed, I think is an ingredient in success, but also willingness to fail. Yeah, you know, if you define success, you in essence are defining failure. What do you feel is a key ingredient when it comes to being successful? I don't think there's anything more important than patience. Patience is the, like, that's 90% of the game is understanding that A, you're not gonna be as good when you begin as you think. B, it's gonna take way, 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 way longer than you think it will. Uh, the people that you admire, that, you know, the authors you read and the people that you go to a conference and are walking around on stage, you know, they're, they're almost universally, you know, overnight 10-year successes, you know, 10 years into the game, overnight successes. So I think patience is probably the, the number one thing I can offer. It, it's you're often, when you're saying, okay, I want to do, um, you know, I want to make like a coaching business or something and make uh, $100,000 a year. All right. Well, that's, you know, that's 200 people paying $500 or 200 payments, I guess, of $500 a month or, or, or $500 period. You know, you have to figure out how that works and how you might work that into a schedule. But like, you're talking about something that like in, you'd go to school for four years to do, you know, I have a lot of experience already, not only in the out, you know, this marketing world, but with my podcast and this, the early success it had, and it was pretty quick. You know, I, I think my second month of the solopreneur hour, I think I did 40,000 downloads and by six, I was doing 300,000 a month. You know, it was just, uh, uh, it went, it went quickly. That is the complete opposite of this YouTube channel that I'm building, which has been a total slog. And so I believe in it. I believe in the content. And that's maybe the, the number one thing I can offer is that if you're doing a podcast or whatever your thing is, if you're getting great feedback, if you're getting five-star reviews and people are commenting on your videos or whatever, you know, the outward thing you're doing, people are liking it. Then you just have to know this just me. This is marketing. This is all this is. This is marketing and patience. The thing is good. The world doesn't know about it yet. And that's better than you get the hit song and everyone goes, oh, this kind of sucks. You know, this isn't really that great. And then you go from this thing where you're really elevated to just dive bombing. Yeah, I, th I think the patience thing, we, we talk about that to our six-year-old son is like, hey, who has the best patience in the household? And really, 
that that's one of the things that I think we as just people we struggle with is having patience and not getting that instant gratification in the world of social media that we see today. No one, you know, they hear your story of, okay, month one, I was here, month two, I was here. And then by six months, I think you said like 300,000 downloads. I don't want to misrepresent what you said. Yeah. On the podcast, it went really fast. Yeah. And everyone's like, wait a minute, that didn't happen to me. And I'm going to sit there and I, this is where I'm going to put a, a, a feather out there. Not everyone had Michael O'Neill as their coach. Not everyone actually decided to put in the work and actually hire the right person to put the team together to make sure that you need to be the best version and responsible for the message that you're putting out there. And so sometimes you've got to realize that if you're not getting those downloads or you're not getting what the end goal is, it might be because you didn't hire a coach or it might be because you're just looking for that instant gratification. 99.9% .9 of the people aren't going to get 300,000 downloads in six months. 90. No, no, no. $300,000 a month. 300,000 downloads a month. Thank you. Yeah. By six months, it was at a million. Yeah. Not everyone's going to have 10, over 10 million downloads. Yeah. It's just not the reality. It was crazy, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen in 2020. That was a timing thing. You know, I was the first long form deep dive interview podcast, like uh, for entrepreneurs, you know, it was sort of the Joe Rogan of entrepreneur type podcasts and nobody else was doing it. But I brought that to the table because that was my skill set. I could do that part versus having like everyone, you know, having like a, a, a the set, the same seven questions kind of deal, you know, but it's, I could 100% not recreate it right now. If I launched my show and nobody knew about it, it could not, would not happen right now. You caught it at the right time, but you chose to make the decision. And here's the thing, just because you didn't do it, whoever out there is listening a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, you still, you can start it today. 100%. You literally can go and do it today. Like don't sit there and say, well, I can't get it because I don't have it. Well, that's an excuse. And now you've given yourself an excuse for why you're still at the same place 12 months from now. Well, and I think that, especially if we talk podcasting, I think that working with someone, some kind of coach on that, if it were me, I would, you know, we'd spend the first month, six weeks working on where you fit into the industry in a way that you could generate more momentum than, than is universal at the moment, you know? and really rock. So I just, as we were talking, um, I just launched this show last month with police officers. And we, I just got a notification from one of the guys that the, the show has done 1500 downloads so far. And I think we've done seven episodes. So that number I was telling you of like that 250 per episode, I think we're right there. I think we're right near there. That's enough for me to say, this is good enough to continue to invest in. You know, we, I feel like we've nailed something here. So it's accelerated more, more than, uh, than what, than what some do. And that's because we focused, the timing is great on this, but also we focused on the brand a lot. You know, it's like, it's, it's a lot of it. They, he hired me to do that. And so I helped them do that. And here we are having some success. Yeah. So the, you know, the proof's in the pudding people. Yeah. And I think for most people, that's way more, you know, that's way more successful than what they could imagine when they, you know, when they're launching something you and I talked about downloads and, you know, and launching the successful brand and what it takes behind that. So I feel there's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. It's like easy to be successful when times are good. But I think innovation and ingenuity come out of the times when we feel the squeeze and we're feeling the squeeze. This year, if anything, the world is feeling the squeeze. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that really excites you? Well, in a sort of a, in this side of my life, the non-car side, I've been doing a thing for a couple of years called the Podcast Launch Group where I take like eight people and over the course of eight weeks, we work week by week. It's a complete done with you podcast launch. 
So they start with nothing. And by the end of the, you know, eighth week, sometimes 10, depends on how long it takes them to do a couple things. But they have a, a show that they launch at the end of it, which is great. And we work on it weekly and there's a lot of great feedback. And we have a great community and it's really cool. I've decided to, for 2021, I'm going to like way double down on that. But that one in particular was all me. We'd show up on a Zoom meeting on a Thursday and I would teach that week's lesson and I'd do the Q&A and, uh, and that was it. I'm automating the first side of that. I just watched a, um, a, a, a webinar on race car wiring like two weeks ago. And it really inspired me because it was so well done from the Facebook ad that got me to the free webinar, to the upsell in the webinar, to the like the knowledge I learned in the webinar. I just said, man, this is it was probably the most well done sort of, you know, online ad to execution upsell that I'd ever seen. It was just great. And so I thought I really should take my podcast launch group and do at the very least do an automated version of it for 500 bucks instead of three grand, which is what it is, you know? So let me just do like a $500 one and then figure out what the webinar would be. And just like, that's will be my 2021 income because as you and I discussed at the beginning of this, I'm mostly a live event speaker. That's mostly what I do for a living. And you know, right now that ain't happening. So I'm gonna just work on scaling that while I'm also in conjunction cranking on this car uh, YouTube channel. And so that's that. So you're going to take what is three grand and you're going to find a way to automate it, which doesn't mean that, you know, that you're still getting the same value, but you're finding a way possibly to automate it at 500 bucks and they can get the same impact. I'm still going to do the three grand one, which is curated, but then I'm also going to have another one that's like the content, maybe without the Q&A, without the one-on-one the -on -one stuff that comes with the other one. So I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but... But I have a full like video shot list and I got my Trello all loaded up and I know exactly what I need to do in the next couple of weeks to start cranking on these videos. And now with all this experience I have on YouTube, which I've never had before, now I'm really good at like understanding how to do keywords and tags and bring people in as a from a funnel, an organic funnel on YouTube into this course. And certainly I think people are going to continue to want to launch podcasts for the next, you know, couple of years. And they should, because it's great. And it's a great way to not only articulate the thing you're good at, but bring a community, a community together. Uh, it's really still really good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's evergreen. And I'm, I'm going to speak here from the consumer standpoint. If Michael's saying, this is what I've built, this is what I've done from a podcasting standpoint, I'm not talking YouTube, you know, cars, drumming. And he's saying three grand done for you. Like, and you are as a with you done with you. done with you done with you yes i'm sorry done with you three grand i'm just telling you i've seen other programs out there i've seen other pricing out there that's amazing for what the outcome can be for people like chris yes. and the other people that you're working with don't look at that three grand as like how much is this going to cost me it's like that's a that's a that's a smart investment so, no, i think yeah. i think it is if i launch it with like if i do it for you then it's 10 or 15 yeah but that one where i do it with you and coach you through it i think it's fair i don't want to like be the guy that charges too much money i would rather be the guy that because i really love it you know it's one of my favorite things to do so as is speaking, it's like, I, I don't want to price myself so high on stuff that I don't get to do the things I love, you know? Yeah. So if it has to be a little more of the Denny's approach, then that's okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take, you know, I'll make up for it. I'm just telling you the value and the price is that that's amazing. Like people would Thanks. be bananas for not looking at that. So, and all right, I've got, usually I just ask for one, but I'm going to ask for two because you explained one last year 
when when you were the MC at the event that I that I uh, met you at. Okay. What is a tip, tactic, or actual item that if someone implemented today over the next 30, 60, 90 days, they would see real impact on their personal or business life? And the one that I'm talking about is more for when real events come around. And then I want you to just lead with another one, if you wouldn't mind. But you talked about when you go to an event, you have a Trello board or something set up and you've got a video out there on YouTube where it's like, okay, you click, you put in this information, you click here, and then it starts shooting out the reminders or what needs to happen. I'd love if you would please go over that one again and then give one more. Yeah, let me see if I can find that one. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, um, it's using a Siri shortcut, which a lot of people don't know. It's like maybe the coolest thing on the iPhones. And uh, it's basically a, a little mini program that's really easy to, to implement that can connect a bunch of different apps and things together. So in this case, I can meet you at a conference and I can say, and I won't say it out loud, I'll say, hey, S-word, because <laughs> I got my phone right here, it'll start going through. It will say, uh, who are you? Uh, I, I say, hey, S-word, uh, new, new contact or something like that. And it says, oh, cool, who are you meeting? And I say, oh, this is Brandon. Okay, great, what's Brandon's email address? And I go, oh, it's Brandon at blah, 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 com. And then she says something like, ready to send? I go, yeah, great. And I send it. And then automatically in your inbox, you've received like, hey, Brandon, it was great to meet you at whatever the event was. Just to, to trigger your memory, we're talking about blank. And here's my background. And here's what we could talk about. And here's how we could work together. So that's all set up and automated. And it sort of saves the, it combines the, let me grab your card, because a lot of people don't have cards anymore. I don't. And it, it saves the follow-up. Because you can program that to remind you like in a week to go, hey, man, I sent you that email during the conference you know, I'm gonna, I'm just want to follow up on that now, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. And for the people I've demonstrated that to, they're like, I had no idea that this even existed. And like, I use an Android, but I'm going to buy an iPad just so I can do this. <laughs> you know, that's happened. What's the other one I have to, uh, what's, what's a piece of advice that is a, a game changer? Yeah. Tip, tactic, actionable item. Yeah. Something that if they implement it personal or business or both, they're going to see a real impact on what they're doing going forward. Okay. It's funny because I subscribe to this for the car. I do it for the drums. I do it for business. I'm gonna give you two. Number one, and this is just an aside, figure out the music or whatever you need to focus. I've had to go through a real journey because I'm so like, hey squirrel or look squirrel, to find the right kind of music vibe that quiets my brain down and I can actually get some work done. I also have to be moving most of the time. So I do a lot of work while I'm speaking into my Evernote, uh, just using speech to text. So that's a thing for me. That's how I write. You know, I mostly write by talking. I'm really good at microphones. 15 minutes a day. Whatever the thing is you're doing, whether it's drumming or working on the car or working on your new course for 2021, at the very least, give it 15 minutes a day. Everybody can do, you can find 15 minutes, no matter what. You can find 15 minutes. The part that's fascinating, and by the way, I will, let me, I'll summarize this a little better, which is don't prioritize your schedule, schedule your priorities. So if you have three things you want to do that you want to get better at for 2021 or 2022, whenever you listen to this, let's say you want bigger biceps and you want to work on your new course and you want to get better at playing the saxophone, get all three of those things onto your calendar for 15 minutes at the very least. Even if you have 19 kids, you can find 15 minutes to do something. So if it's on your schedule, just do it. You know, I will often 
I'll wake up, splash cold water on my face, and then go do my, I'll do my age in push-ups. So I'm like 49. So I sit down. So that means I do 50 push-ups every day. So, and that works. It helps. You get, you get biceps from that. And it's not a lot, but I started doing that. And I, this is a true story. And I went over to Banana Republic to buy something and they put me in a medium shirt and it was absurd how much my biceps had grown. It, it looked like I was trying too hard, you know, putting on this medium shirt that had like, you know, sun's out, guns out. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy that this did this. But it felt effortless because all I was doing is splashing cold water on my face and dropping down and doing 50 push-ups. You know what I mean? So just a little bit every single day versus I need to focus for three hours, which is really, really hard to do, I think, as, as an ADD guy. But also just in 2020 when we have all this different stuff going on. So just a teeny bit a day is what I'm going to suggest. Wow. And, and that's, that's the thing. The things that make the biggest impact are the simplest things. Creating the, hey, I can't say it because mine will go off as well. The hey S. <laughs> or That's funny. doing. Did you do it? Did you do one? No, oh, okay. no. I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not going to. Or 15 minutes. Like you can't tell me if you have three things that you want to accomplish in 2021 that if you took 15 minutes a day. That's 45 minutes a day for three things. I mean, come on. Everyone's got that time. Even if it's just one. You know what I mean? If you want to lose weight and you're not doing anything, walk around the block once. Five minutes. Walk for five minutes. And then the next week, walk for 10 minutes. And then the next week, walk for 15 minutes. It's fascinating. It's over anything else in the world, consistency is the most important thing. You'd much rather go to the gym for 20 minutes every single day than three times a month for three hours. You know, I did an experiment actually, God, it was probably 10 years ago now where I had gotten a Groupon for a, it was a 10 punch pass to a local gym. And I was super dialed in with my diet. I did a protein shake in the morning and I did like a burrito bowl for lunch and then a protein shake in the evening. And I three times a week, was it three times? Twice a week. Twice a week for five weeks. I went in, I did 75 kettlebell swings and a couple of ab exercises. And that was it. I was in and out in 18 minutes. And if you saw me at the end of this, not only was the transformation crazy, but I looked like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Like I was super lean and all ripped. I wish I could fit into that now. I've got the COVID-19. But I couldn't believe, and it was all consistency. It was just consistency of diet and consistency of sort of getting into that routine. So 15 minutes... Yeah, if you could do 15 minutes on whatever it is you're trying to do, don't even make the three. Just do the one for now. Get 15 minutes of whatever it is every single day. And you'll, I, I do 15 minutes of work on that car every day and I keep making crazy progress on it. And that's the deal. 15 minutes can save your life. 15 minutes can change your life and it doesn't have to be as difficult. But the path to get there, it, it, it does. You know, they, I, there's, there's a saying, something the path to success was made in skeletons or bones because we don't see the work that is being put in to get to where you get to have over 10 million downloads. We've got the founder of Launch Lab and Growth Lab, the host of the Solopreneur Hour podcast, Michael O'Neill. You can find him at solohour.com. I highly recommend you reach out to him. He's accessible and the return on your investment is is exponential. Michael, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Nailed it, dude. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, for everyone, here's the deal. If you don't work with Brandon or myself, or you'll just find somebody that you sync with, whoever it is, find somebody you sync with, and you won't believe the amount of progress you can make in such a short period of time when you are working with the right person. Absolutely. Thank you, Michael. 
Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing The Mastermind Effect.